0: Hi, you guys want some cookies? Cookies, 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 cookies,
1: cookies, cookies, Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I am joined... As I always am, by my bosom buddy, Bubby Castro. Hey, Bob. Hey, Dan. Here we are. Hey.
2: Hey. hey. Hey, hey,
1: hey. Look at you, Bob. Look at you. On top of the world.
2: Look at you on top of the world. We're on top of the world. Look at you. With our brand new equipment.
1: Oh. Thanks
2: to our amazing Patreones.
1: Oh, yeah. Great. Great fucking investment, guys.
2: Yeah. Well, money well spent by all of you guys. Thank you very much. We have our new microphones. Oh, we're
1: up and running now. That No yeah. more bullshit. We basically, we kind of, um, uh, the in, in football, when you're trying to slow down the clock and you're faking injuries and stuff, that was kind of what we were doing with uh, HeadGum. We held on to their equipment for way longer than perhaps... Uh, They expected way longer
2: than decent men would hold on to their equipment like we definitely really just stretched it out as long as we could before they got like really angry at us
1: exactly so they never got upset but we took it right to that line where they were like they probably had. At some point, an internal there discussion. there was a discussion. There like, was like
2: a meeting where it was like, "And what's happening with that throwback podcast? Yeah, like, do we have Do we have their stuff back yet?
1: What were those assholes' names again? Yeah, uh, let's let's talk about what we need to do. Next steps. There it was probably a phone call was next. Yeah, we probably from, need to get because we've Jake sent a
2: We've sent a couple of emails. Yeah. It's probably time for a phone call. Hey dudes, hey guys, just check it in. <laughs> Want to see like what's up with that? Is it coming back or?
1: But you know what? To our credit, yeah, maybe we held it more than human decency. Uh, like top flight human decency. Yeah. But we didn't hold it too long where it really hurt anyone. Right. But the bottom line is we needed to get our own equipment and through uh, the subscribers of this podcast. And that's many of you listening right now. Uh, we have new equipment. We are rolling. The show lives on and uh, a fun show. We haven't done a countdown in a while, Bob. Uh, so this week we're going to do a uh, top 10 countdown the week of May 26th 1990.
2: Yeah, we do uh we're averaging one a month for the countdowns, but this is the furthest back we've gone in the pod. We're going back to 1990. We were 10 years old.
1: We were boys, but uh and as we get into it, even though you're when you're 10, you're obviously not in high school or even junior high yet, but you this music is around you. Right. And I remember a lot of these songs from PLJ and Z100 and whatnot.
2: Yeah. And like we were fucking, but not every 10 year old is right. fucking.
1: We were just fucking constantly. It's like we were the first uh, kids to get HPV in our school.
2: <laughs> it wasn't even HPV yet. It was like HPR. They haven't even, they didn't even get to the V yeah. in 1990. You had to wait a few more years. A
1: couple of things in the news, Bob, by the way, that tie in directly to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, oh, by the way, we, we should say that one of our sponsors, Bruno, uh, is watching us uh, live stream of this show. And that's what he gets, Bob. Why? Because he went, Bruno, top,
2: Bruno went top tier. Bruno went the greatest tier that only two people are allowed to go to the summit, the summit of Patriones for the throwback podcast. So Bruno's watching us live. If you're in the tier below that, you can watch us live, too. But uh, yeah, Bruno's here. Say hi to Bruno. Bruno. Hey, oh, Bruno. And uh, you know what? Now's probably a good time. Real quick. We don't have a lot of business that we do on this show, but we should probably throw to a word from our sponsor. Hey, do you guys know Bruno?
1: Of course they do. Bruno's a major sponsor of this fine podcast.
2: He's one of the two biggest sponsors we have. And Bruno hit us up and let us know that, hey, I don't need you guys saying my name over and over again because that's stupid. Right. That's not, a good point. It's very good point. I'm a uh, 37-year-old single Canadian. I'm looking for a girlfriend.
1: Hmm, that's where he's going with this.
2: Okay. That's where he's going with this. I'm on board. Let's so, do it. We're here to help, I guess.
1: Bruno wants love.
2: Bruno's looking for love. Let's give Bruno love. And what better place to find it than the Throwback Pod where we have probably millions of single female listeners
1: trillions perhaps well, that's, that's absurd that's okay. a little too much I think okay well you're lying too but I, we're both lying okay all
2: right so let's find a middle seven billions seven somewhere emails. between billions and trillions we have billions of females <laughs> so if you're one of these billions of single females and you're in canada right right that, that would probably help
1: i mean i i feel like it would email bruno e- what is the email address
2: bruno, the sponsor at gmail.com
1: jesus good luck bruno
2: good luck bruno
1: All right. So, yes, here we are, Bob, in the garage, in the garage. Yes. Overseas listeners. Uh, It is time uh, to talk about the top ten. Oh, what I was saying Oh, before the ad was in the news. Two things that tied in directly to the podcast. Number one, um, Donald Trump, the president of the United States. What? Uh, Yeah, he is the president and. I'm. I i do not know that. Maybe you can fill in the details here, Bob. I know you post on a lot of like far left uh, blogs and things like that. Uh,
2: not you're not like completely off. On
1: yeah. This. <laughs> he apparently in some type of summit uh, twice questioned if HPV and HIV were the same thing.
2: Yeah, I guess what it, it was. Bill Gates was giving a speech and he talked about. You know, I watched a little bit of it. He was really doing his best, like Jeff Ross, like r- roasting the president. Like, and I don't want to see Bill Gates try to be funny because he was just like knocking him left and right. It was Bill Gates. It was Bill Gates. Oh, how about that? But um, one of the things, the thing that made headlines was Bill Gates said how in two separate occasions, uh, Mr. Trump said, I asked him if HPV and HIV were the same thing.
1: Which, you know, and, and Trump is somebody that we could, you know, go off on for an entire show if we wanted to. But I just want to point out in this case, Bro, I, I feel you because once upon a time, I had the same concern. Now, it was before HPV was a wild, widely known thing, and I'm right. also not the president of the United States.
2: And also, you probably got it on the first ask. You probably didn't have to go back a second time. <laughs> that's, I think, the part that really makes it
1: really well, bad. Yeah. And then the other thing in the news, and this goes back, Bob, Oh uh, man, to a podcast uh, a few, uh, maybe a couple months back now. It's hard to
2: identify because we end up talking about Dave Matthews yeah. on every single podcast we do.
1: We're the biggest... Uh, Non Dave Matthews Band fans in the world, we are the biggest non fans of Dave Matthews Band that have ever existed.
2: That kind of love Dave Matthews.
1: Yeah, we kind of love him. And uh, at one point in a podcast, somewhat recently, Bob, you were you threw it out there. Is sometimes it happens on the show, information that is uh, floated as reality is in fact fictional. And you floated the idea that the uh, the violinist of Dave <laughs> Matthews Band had passed away. Uh, when in fact you were thinking of a different African American member of Dave Matthews. You could have just
2: said member. Could have just said well, member. Well, let's
1: just cut through the bullshit for a little <laughs> bit here. And um so as it turns out, that guy was alive, Lloyd Tinsley. Boyd. Boyd Tinsley. And now he's embroiled in a Me Too controversy.
2: Yeah, so I'm sticking with I'm sticking with my original thing. He well, died. Now, he died to me.
1: Now he's dead to the band. He's
2: dead to the band. I was right. I'm vindicated. No, he was um yeah, the story is insane. He was he met a young homeless man. Hot. I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, a very hot eighteen-year-old homeless guy proceeded to groom him for decades. 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 This went on for a while, but decades—that's at least twenty years. Yeah.
1: Oh my God! It's a lot of grooming.
2: (laughs) What is he like building
1: towards? Is like uh, his golden years?
2: No, I think this. I think this started in like. He's like you're
1: going to be huge when you're 64 years old.
2: (laughs) This started in the 90s, I think. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then he uh, (laughs) masturbated and grabbed the guy's. Well, I don't.
1: We should. You know, we're not making light of it. No, we're not. Of course, of course. But at the same time, um, I just want to read one text. If you're okay with that, Bob.
2: Oh, I I trigger warning. Right, you have to say that. <laughs> All right now, I feel like you're making a little light of it. All right, here we go. Yep.
1: I'm gonna take more pics of you. Let me know when the swelling is gone and your neck is better.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Something must have happened to the guy's neck. I like this.
1: we have the the context clues are there, and we just got to fill in it. At some point, the, yeah. the groomed guy had a neck injury. Nick, I,
2: <laughs> I hope he's okay.
1: <laughs> All right would like to do it next week. You're such boner material and I want you at your best. I love Dave Matthews band.
2: <laughs> this is really know. making me a fan.
1: I'm actually masturbating to the thought of your shots. Probably will have you shave your pubes at least above the cock base.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? I want you sagging some with it being obvious that you aren't wearing underwear. Jeans are dirty. Shirt is dirty. But your face and hair, immaculate. <laughs> Angelic. You get the vibe. We're going for a... Hu- <laughs> oh, my God. This is this is tough. We're going for huge throbbing boner shit. Parenthetical. Yep. Wet pussy included. Close parenthetical. <laughs> That's my favorite
2: parenthetical. What's that one? about? We'll get into it. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, again, this is the violinist of Dave Matthews' band, Boyd Tinsley. You are the dirty... Allegedly...
2: No, I don't know if we have to I say allegedly. I don't I just <laughs> thrown it in
1: there. You are the dirty pretty boy of the band. <laughs> oh, this is the band he's grooming him. Yes. He's yeah. like 47. And you're the dirty pretty boy. Right. I have to sexually exploit you as much as I can without looking like I'm sexually exploiting you. Well, Lloyd, I mean, maybe we should have kept that Boyd. to ourselves.
2: Boyd, not Lloyd. Sorry, disrespecting
1: <laughs> Mr. Tinsley for you. I'm in full jerk right now. I like that terminology. I'm going to start using that. Full jerk. Catch you later.
2: Okay. Great assist by George Michael there. Thank you very much. Um, All right. Here are my favorite parts about that. Number one. Number one, the greatest parenthetical of all times.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What's that about? Because obviously, and not to make light of this, that. I don't know about what what Mr. Tinley's family situation is. I know that he's married to a woman. He's married
2: and he has two kids. He's got kids, it's Just a like whole. Us.
1: It's a messy situation. Oh my god, it's too real. Uh, considering you've had a similar uh, scandal in this vein,
2: I'm grooming a few homeless guys right now. <laughs> I got a couple of homeless guys grooming.
1: <laughs> it's like they're plants in a in a greenhouse. Um, yeah. What is your theory on that? I mean,
2: well, all right, a couple things. So first of all.
1: Welcome to the throwback podcast Welcome if you're the just throwback tuning podcast.
2: in. If you're just tuning deep in, deep dive weird, right now. Weird move tuning in <laughs> this late into the pod. Um, no, number one is I love it. it's so real. Like he was one hundred percent masturbating while he was doing while he was texting.
1: You me. think he was jerking? Yeah, because
2: the way that it's in full jerk? Yeah. Mean? No, the way it starts, it's like masturbating and then he comes back to it like he definitely was masturbating. Like there's no like it wasn't Allegedly. a joke. No, it wasn't a joke. That's no. number one. That was real. Number two, um, the boner... What was the boner line?
1: Um, hang on.
2: <laughs> Dan's just looking at porn right now.
1: <laughs> exactly. You're such boner material, and I want you at your best. The second boner line. Oh, another... Hang on. Boner, boner. Oh. We're going for huge throbbing boner shit, wet pussy included.
2: Parenthetical, wet yeah. pussy included. So that was... That was him... Trying to also relate to this straight man that he was hitting on.
1: Oh, I see what you're. Okay, so so he's just throwing okay. in the
2: wet pussy as a way mm-hmm. to be like, oh, that too.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: don't worry, it's not just gay stuff. Like, it's a little also clunky though. Very clunky. A little bit clunky. <laughs> he's clearly not the guy that wrote Satellite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Dave uh, and yeah, welcome back to the Dave Matthews Band podcast. Dave's reaction. I read a Vulture profile. Uh, that's uh, New York Magazine. Uh, did a deep dive with Dave, which is, I, I highly recommend it. And this came out earlier this week and, and Boyd who had been temporarily had left the band and, and Dave would have left it open that Boyd was going to return. Right. And then a statement today, like Dave's like, yo, yo peace. <laughs> Boyd's out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, and we will do our uh, full on Dave podcast eventually. We're eventually. just not there yet. We're working toward there uh, to that point. But, uh,
2: Interesting, Bob. Thank you for everybody who emailed us and tweeted at us to make sure that we did not miss the story. I
1: mean, we're all over the story, <laughs> uh, and we will continue to be in future podcasts. Every show will have a Boyd Tinsley update going forward. <laughs> we're just happy he's alive. I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly. Last time we talked about the guy, we thought, we thought he was, maybe he was know, dead. But as
2: on. as Bruno can see, you have a uh, computer in front of you. I have a beer in front of me. Uh oh, no, Bob, you're so cool. There's no... Rock
1: star, Bob Castro. There's only one... Hey, I don't need no laptop. Just give me a brewski.
2: <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what I'm saying. So thank you for saying it <laughs> with such gusto. I yeah. appreciate that. All right. All right, let's go back to 1990. You
1: ready? I think so. I think I need a beer. But, oh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a top 10, uh, counting down 10 to 1 uh, this week in 1990, which was, goddamn it, like 12 years ago, <laughs> easily 12 years ago, 12 to 13 no way, years ago. No
2: way it was that long ago.
1: Uh, what is it like 28 years ago? Oh, shut up. No, that's, it wasn't. That's too
2: long. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh,
1: so we'll do a top 10 and then uh, Billboard does a really nice job. That's where we get a lot of this information. They have the full, I guess, top 100 of that era. So both Bob and I, to get things going, uh, we'll uh, pick a song from that era uh, from the outside, the top ten, and Bob, you're going to get us going with your choice, and uh, let's give it a little listen.
2: Okay, this was out of 90 songs that I could have picked from. Immediately, the one I wanted.
1: Yeah, you did not hesitate yeah. when you saw it.
2: Cash, cold oh, what I need. Is it ringing a bell yet? Uh, yeah. all right big lead up
1: I do love me some like early 90s production
2: mm-hmm. this is you know around the don't worry be happy time in music musical history too all right let's all right, listen. let's listen.
1: Okay, yeah, I do remember this
2: one. This was a... So this was number 13. Cal- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's the band?
1: Callaway, bro. Callaway. Oh, That's on, bro. Thought. It's Callaway.
2: Callaway, I Want to Be Rich. Uh 10-Year-Old Bob loved this song. I had the cassette single. I thought it was so good.
1: It's like in the the image that accompanies this on the website, it's just two very nice-looking gentlemen uh smiling together. They don't look they like they They were so happy. Yeah, they seemed like everything was going well.
2: Well... And they want money, that's all.
1: Oh, yeah, it's right. Yeah, they're they're not hiding that. I want to be rich. Yeah. This is this is pretty vile to me, though, in terms of a song craft.
2: It's very uh, pro-capitalism, which I guess I was <laughs> at 10 in 1990.
1: Oh, there's nothing better than, like, I'm getting a dollar.
2: Exactly. Just getting quarters. Do you remember how valuable quarters were? Because quarters led to video games. Oh, yeah. Like, being able to uh, have your hands... Filled with quarters was the greatest feeling in the world. Like going to Mister Arcade. You're a fucking golden god. What? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Talking no, to me you doesn't quarters. Oh yeah, okay. That was very intense. <laughs> you lost me on that.
1: No, I mean it was important to have quarters in mm-hmm. you know, 1990. Um, <laughs> all right, my choice uh, is uh, in this week in 1990 was number 20. It had dropped 10 spots from number 10. Let's listen. You know that voice It's everybody's favorite Gross pervert uncle Steven Tyler <laughs> He's earned the title um, He's run away with the title Yeah, this is what it takes uh, I love this song I always loved this song Me too
2: This might be my favorite Aerosmith song And maybe
1: we Ooh, let's just do this
2: This part right here. Awesome. Yeah, so good.
1: Um,
2: Ooh, you know what I want to throw out there that we've never talked about doing?
1: An Aerosmith podcast. We should
2: do "Get a Grip." Yes, we should. That would be a great episode. I can't
1: believe we never thought of it. I was gonna say um, that we might not ever do an Aerosmith podcast, but "Get a Grip." Get a Grip would be great. An awesome one. Uh, neither of us are big Aerosmith fans, and I don't really know if I've ever met a big I, Aerosmith fan.
2: No, we, we know one. Uh, our good buddy Jason Zumwalt's wife is a big Aerosmith really? fan. Yes. Jane is. Jane it's her, fa- it's her favorite band.
1: Okay, there you go. There you go. She's a Boston product. Boston product. It product. makes sense. Um, I had
2: an Aerosmith phase yes. around, around Cryin' in that time.
1: Big Ones, which was a great, greatest hits Yes, I had Big
2: Ones. Blind Man was the single that came with Big Ones. I liked that. I liked. I got into Aerosmith with Big Ones.
1: As I've said, one of my favorite things. Although I wouldn't say Blind Man qualifies, but whenever a band puts out a greatest hits and then the new song from mm-hmm. the greatest hit becomes a greatest hit. It's great. You're talking about an amazing greatest hit. Yeah, become. yeah. Bro, do that. Do that, yes, do that yes, the yeah. golden child. What did I say before? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I'll burn this fucking garage down. <laughs> Wait um, a minute.
2: No, we can't. Bruno's here.
1: Anyway, I, loved, uh, I love a lot of Aerosmith songs. I can't say I love Aerosmith, but I and I did see them during the Just, Just Push Play tour. You did? In 2001. On with, purpose? With my parents and my brother and sister it was the only concert we all went together. They're playing at PNC uh, beach. It was in June, 2001. Wow. And, um, and it was a good show. It was a good show. I Makes like Aerosmith. I do too. I feel like I shouldn't have to be a little sensitive about that, but I do. Everybody get fuck off. You know why? Cause
2: he's that creepy uncle. Like he's kind of made the Aerosmith fandom experience a little, a little pervy, a little yeah. weird.
1: Yeah, And while the other thing too is like, if you followed their career of done or read about them at all, it was pretty amazing that they came back from the abyss, the drug abyss. And uh, basically a washed up 70s rock band and then showed up and had hits in the late 80s into the 90s, uh, late into the 90s, even with yeah. that stupid Ar- Armageddon song. I always did ding a little bit uh, that they had a bunch of like songwriters, which is what came with, later
2: with the Armageddon thing. But, but-
1: even this. Their the, whole re, rebirth. The rebirth, had, right. Early on,
2: like Dream On was Aerosmith. No, that's yes. right. That's legit. So they did cheat a little bit, but. Right.
1: Eh. Yeah. we give give them a hard time about that. What are we going to do? Come on. So we're, what's our standing on Aerosmith? We're going to do Get a Grip. I
2: think we have to do Get a Grip. That'd be really fun.
1: All right. Let's do Get a Grip. We're going to do it. All right. Let's get into the top 10.
2: All right. Oh, shit. <laughs> what is this?
1: All right, you'll notice I'll notice There's some really bad Synthesizer in this song too. We're going to hear A lot of bad Kind of on the nose Synthesizer <laughs> For the next 50 Not minutes Not
2: subtle synthesizer
0: Oh yes
1: This is This Old Heart of Mine by Rod Stewart with Ronald Isley. Oh, shit. Ronald Isley. Isley. You know how I know him?
2: Isley Brothers? Is that it? Yes. But I
1: know him mostly. Is he from the Isley Brothers? Maybe. I don't know. famous. Come on. Uh, He he sang, I believe, the hook in my favorite Absurd R. Kelly video. What was the one where? Ignition? Not Ignition. (laughs) We're going way back, like, the early 90s when... uh, R. Kelly put out all these like huge, dramatic, pulpy videos where he played the protagonist, usually a doomed protagonist. Right, right. And uh, oh, keep it on the down low. Remember, oh yeah, that was big. Keep it on the big, down yeah. low. Nobody has to know. Are we
2: allowed to talk about R. Kelly?
1: We are. I mean, we already talked about Tinsley. Like,
2: but we're talking positively about R. Kelly right now.
1: Uh, that's that's true.
2: All right, let's take it. Let's take a beat on the R. Kelly thing.
1: No, I'm still cool with it. <laughs> I mean, this is before we knew that R. This Kelly way was before. a pea creep.
2: Way before.
1: Uh, anyway, Ron Isley, I think, was on that record. Maybe he wasn't. I don't Maybe know. Maybe he wasn't, who cares? Uh this but there you go. Stewart we ta- Stewart had a lot of hits in the early 90s. I'd we talked
2: like. about uh, Jason's wife's favorite band. This is my wife's favorite artist. One of her favorite artists growing up was Rod Stewart. Really? So Rod Stewart is a presence what the fuck? In, is a presence <laughs> in my home. I know, I know.
1: Your dear Heather is a unironic Rod Stewart fan.
2: I mean, her number one was Michael Jackson growing up. That was her favorite and listen that's guy fine. in the world. That's fun. She has like stories about like being woken up to watch a Thriller by her babysitter. Like MJ was number one. Rod Stewart was up there. Damn. So I know if it's like a, a nice night in, if I want to make her happy, yeah, throwing some Rod.
1: Rod Stewart slaps, though, bro. He's got bangers.
2: He's got some bangers. Faces has some great. Oh, of course. Oh, like, well,
1: that's different, too. That's like Aerosmith Dream on versus. That's Aerosmith, true. I have like a Rod with Stewart. Desmond Child. I
2: have a Rod Stewart mix that I curated, <laughs> so I don't have to listen to shitty Rod Stewart. I have 40 good I Rod Stewart. I kind of like Rod Stewart. I have 40 good there. Rod Stewart songs on that mix.
1: You know what? I, my favorite late period Stewart banger is uh, definitely uh, Forever Young.
2: Oh, yeah. Great cover. I really. It's not a. Cover. Forever Young. Is it? Of course, it's a Bob Dylan song. No, isn't that a different
1: song though? I know that Bob Dylan song. That's the same song. Same song. Oh, so oh, so Stewart just did a much better version. No,
2: no, 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 no. Wait the
1: the Dylan song was also used in a TV show. Maybe. Wasn't it? A, what's that dopey show that all the wives like? On the say This is us. This is us, isn't that the theme song?
2: <laughs> I don't know, I've never seen it. But I dare you. Here's a uh, Bob, if
1: you're like a, a, a Dylan file as you are, you got to know. I'm not an
2: NBC This Is Us file, <laughs> but here's here's a Bob Dylan challenge for any new dad out there. If you're a new dad, I dare you to um, pick up your baby child and put on Bob Dylan's "Forever Young" and listen to it while you stare at your child. And not feel something—it's impossible.
1: I like hearing that from you, Bob, because usually there's not a lot going there's on. There's not a lot going yet. on. That's true. <laughs> this, it's, it's a black holes. That's, so that's it. it. I need
2: Bob Dylan and to be staring at a baby for anything to happen inside.
1: Uh, I was right church, wrong pew. It was the uh, that show Parenthood. Same thing. And the same people made. Of
2: course, yeah. I'll league. give it. I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll actually round up and give it to you.
1: <laughs> Wait, but the, the, the Rod Stewart song was like. And if you walk with me and I sit forever young. That's not the same as the Bob Dylan song. It's not the same song, Bob. F- Are you going to make me have to pull the song up? It's going No, I know what you're now, doing. it's a detour. Now we got to go. Forever young. This is a different song than the Dylan song. <laughs> Here we go. You ready? I'm so excited he- to hear it. It's a banger. It slaps, <laughs> bro. Here we go. I just want to listen to this whole song. I know you do.
2: I know you do. I do.
0: This is not the Dylan song. Right? (laughs) I saved
1: you from a major blunder. No, you didn't. Dylan lyric
2: no this is way way worse
0: yes your
1: wife's gonna leave you for me so anyway there's the superior forever young that probably is a totally different song
2: somebody else did a Dylan cover (laughs) see this is what happens when I'm just not caring
1: are you not doing your research Bob? you're not doing your homework Bob And when you show up unprepared to this podcast, you pay the ultimate consequence. You know what that is, Bob? What's that? (laughs) I fuck you in this garage.
2: Whoa, (laughs) have you been grooming me? (laughs) I've
1: been grooming you right above the base, Bob. Right above the base. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. This. My music hits so hard Makes me say, oh my lord Thank you for blessing me When I'm mine to run and deep hype me It feels good when you know you're down A super dope homeboy from the oak down, And I'm known as such And this is a beat you can't touch I told I you homeboy you, you can't touch this
2: yeah, Uh, Bob it. Time out Yeah A little, somewhat vindication <laughs> Okay It's a rewrite of the Bob Dylan song Forever Young
1: rewrote the fuck does that mean
2: I don't even know the structure of the lyrics in the song is very similar to the Bob Dylan song of the same name after its completion the song was sent to Dylan asking whether he had a problem with it the two men agreed to participate in the ownership of the song and share Stewart's royalties
1: hmm okay I think I think it's a draw. We draw to a draw here. Oh, thank God! Because I felt like, how could I have been so
2: wrong on that? And then when I heard it, I was like, wait a minute, this sounds nothing like the Bob Dylan.
1: I like two old rich guys. Ooh. Like, let's split our billions. Yeah, on who this cares? One. Uh, all right. Speaking of uh, splitting billions and then losing everything, here's <laughs> MC Hammer. That was the best segue <laughs> you've ever had. MC Hammer, my favorite uh, behind the music nugget. I think I saw every behind the music on VH1 uh was of course everyone knows mc hammer blew a 30 million dollar fortune every cent of it he spent it all and uh for some reason the the fact that he had all of his what do they call it the fixtures yep uh were solid gold in solid his house. gold i
2: still remember that part
1: and uh that didn't help when the money dried up. but this was like the, this is peak mc hammer of course you can't touch us. Uh, it peaked, by the way, Bob, at number nine, which kind of shows you how different things are now, because now if a hip hop song is even vaguely popular, it's number one.
2: It I seems. could have sworn this would have been number one. This was the biggest song in the world.
1: But it was such a big deal that a rap song
2: was that high. Um,
1: yeah. Five weeks on the chart. It peaked at nine um, for me. Like and, you know, we grew up in the suburbs. This really was and. I don't count like the Aerosmith run DMC song. I was too young and never even processed it. This and Ice Ice Baby were really my first like view into hip hop, period.
2: Period. No, you're completely right. Funny. As a suburban 10 year old. Yeah, this was it. And this I've, was this was the song that led me to tell my dad I wish I was black.
1: <laughs> How did Steve react? To-
2: <laughs> he was very, he was very confused by that.
1: I, I mean, I would be confused, too. Yeah. How did it? Well, do you remember what he said to you?
2: Uh, no, but it probably wasn't like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> he was like an old Italian guy from New York. It's, uh, it was definitely like a kind of like, looking what did at his your son...
1: mecha- mechanic father from New York say he when you said that? So <laughs> <laughs> I thought your dad was a mechanic. No,
2: he was a, uh, he built hospital rooms.
1: Oh, he built hospital rooms. Yeah. All right. Let's save this for the, uh. Steve Castro Hospital Rooms <laughs> podcast. Uh, anyway, you can't anyway. touch it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he. anyway,
2: that was uh, yeah, It was a weird thing for a 10 year old. And he never spoke to me again. No, that was it. That was the end of uh, my relationship with my dad. Um, no, but this was like like you're saying, like this was a whole new like window into a genre of music that wasn't, you know, hitting 10 year olds at Franklin Avenue Elementary School.
1: It, it was really it was kind of the ground floor um, for hip hop in terms of being actual center of the pop culture universe. And then Vanilla Ice, like obviously that guy's a clown and he was a a phony and he was just some like good looking white dude that they try to make like I think he said he was from like the ghetto of Miami, but he wasn't even close. It was like a whole right. He was a complete product. Uh, But I know Ice Ice Baby, I think, was the number one song. And uh, and hip hop just grew from there once. Dre and Snoop showed up shortly thereafter.
2: The hardest uh, rapper that hit the suburbs pre-MC Hammer was Donnie Wahlberg (laughs) like whenever he would break it down in a New Kids on the Block song that was like the closest thing to rap that we ever heard before MC Hammer. Fun fact um, I show ran a series for Go90 last summer called The Fifth Quarter. We tried to get MC Hammer on it. Uh, Doesn't have an agent (laughs) we were unable we were unable to get to MC Hammer
1: that's rough yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound good. It, it could be fine. He could be he a could minister be like, right, somewhere. I think he is else, a minister, actually. Right? And he's just not in the business.
2: No. Nope. Or it could be a really bad time. Or it could sign. be a bad time. We just could not get to Hammer.
1: Did you Did you just bring up Blue Blood star Donnie Wahlberg? Uh,
2: I did. All right. Uh, I thought you going to hit me with like a soundbite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do not have. Uh, thank God. A Blue Blood
2: <laughs> Oh,
0: <song.
1: laughs> uh, I have a story about this one. All right. Here's num- the number eight song on this week. 28 years ago By Roxette Was this a, a girl group? Yeah Oh boy Alright, let's listen it Oh, listen to the lyrics too This song's about Getting your bang on Behind your uh, Love's back Oh wow
2: This would be a great drunk karaoke song. It
1: really would, because who even thinks about this song? And you got to
2: emote. You really got to like deliver.
1: This is the best. This is the best of. When I bring up and it comes up a lot, and I guess I always realize it until it's too, I don't realize it until it's too late. I'll say, "Oh, this is a big PLJ song." If you're not from the New York area, you don't know what WPLJ is, but. It was the number one radio station in New York uh, If you were looking for It wasn't a youth oriented station But it wasn't a classic rock station It was a mom station It was a mom station It was a top 40 station I think their jingle was Playing the hits of 70s, 80s and today yep. As I recall And when I think about this song This is one of the all time PLJ So you could picture whatever, wherever you grew up Everybody had a PLJ But in New York that's what we had and this was from the Pretty Woman soundtrack.
2: That sounds right. If you were like driving in the car with your mom, you know, you had like the four preset buttons, and then you'd have to press two together to get like five and six. Right. Seven? Yes. This was one of the main four. Like this was 95.5 oh. was on every mom car oh, yeah. dial.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I remember this song was huge. It was a huge hit, uh, as it's illustrated by it being in the top 10. Uh, but I remember being in the car during the summer of 1990 um, with my aunt, and some people say aunt.
2: No, I don't like Have it. Have you noticed that? Don't like
1: it. That bothers me when people do it. It's a
2: Southern thing. It's like a, Not just Southern, though. Not just Southern, but it's like Southern and people that, these too. people that are trying to be fancy. Basically,
1: all around us, it's almost like we might be wrong. No, we're never wrong. It's my aunt. No. It's like, calm down. Calm down. Like, aunt.
2: Yeah, it's an aunt. Don't put- don't
1: Although put they're probably right. Let's be honest.
2: We're never wrong. Um,
1: Anyway, so she was like my cool aunt. uh, And she was the youngest sister. And I just thought she was kind of cool. And then we were in the car, just the two of us. And this song was on and she was singing it. And I was just like, I don't know. For some reason, I got uncomfortable because it was this song that was obviously about banging. (laughs) And even at 10 years old, I was like,
2: what's going on here? Yeah, there's... There's a lot happening beneath. Lots unpacked there. Lots unpacked <laughs> beneath the surface. Yeah. It's, uh, Roxette had another big song, right? Weren't they? I think she had some
1: bangers along the way. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> They're calling her she. It's probably like four dudes and one female lead singer. Exactly. But hey, that's how sports work sports, some music, <laughs> the sport of music. Okay. Saved it. Nope. Uh, <laughs> next is number 10, and I have seven. The number seven song in the country, Sending All My Love by Linear. Whoa. I don't know this This one. does Let's nothing.
2: Listen. All right. What the fuck is this? This sounds like every song, every song in a forgettable scene in an 80s movie.
1: Right, at like a nightclub or something. Yeah.
2: Or like he's like walking through the mall. And like this is the song that plays before the character lands where they're going? It's a little bit
1: propulsive, though, so it's almost like if you're going to meet to fight the bully or something, or if you're training for the bully fight.
2: Ooh, this could be good for a training montage.
1: Yeah, a bully fight training montage.
2: Good job, Linear.
1: Let's hear the chorus. I thought there was a chorus. I don't know if there is.
2: This doesn't, this doesn't ring a bell, but it also doesn't not ring a bell.
1: Right. I feel like this has like, landed on the... Cutting room floor for the Karate Kid 2 soundtrack This
2: is a very I was going to say That was the first thought I had Was like It was very like golf and stuff like, This was playing while him and Allie were on their date
1: <laughs> I loved Elizabeth Shue so much Me too I still do God, she was special
2: You know, I did a little 90s research For yeah. this month um, We don't have to throw it out now Because this is probably it's The fine. best song on the list I don't know because Maybe I can't, Maybe? Okay
1: I have takes should we listen to this? Should yeah, we, we have to listen to this. All I mean, right,
2: this let's let's is listen. the one that if nothing else you. has rung a bell, this will ring a bell.
1: You're a fucking asshole if you don't know. I
0: sense something strange in my mind. Yeah. Yo, situation is Let's kill it, cause we're running out of time. Seen from the start, Mm -hmm. it's also.
1: Banger.
2: I have, very, Banger for the I have very distinct memories of telling people this was my favorite song.
1: <laughs> at, uh, at this this week in 1990, this song reached its peak position of number six, and it spent eight weeks on the charts. This was your favorite song.
2: I think it was. Yeah.
1: This was a Z100, which was the yes. youth-oriented, uh, you know, top forty station. This was in constant rotation
2: Yeah, Z100 was like the iHeartRadio Of 1990 Right It was just like top 40 pop music And this was on all the time And I loved it
1: Who was in Bell, Biv, DeVoe again?
2: Bell, Biv, and DeVoe Bivins
1: Did anybody ever break out?
2: Michael Bivins Didn't he end up on uh, somewhere else? Is he the one in Boys to Men? Somebody went somewhere Somebody went somewhere. Somebody was from somewhere. Where was Bobby Brown again? New Edition. New Edition. Yeah.
1: Sometimes I confuse Belle Bib DeVoe and New Edition. They were all part of that same world. Right. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, this is a very – I also remember this is – and you never know which songs it will be, but certain songs um, in the 80s – and this obviously is early 90s, but same thing – would bubble up and become very popular in college. Yeah. And we went to college from 98 to 02. And this was one of like the oldies, quote unquote, that got played at parties a lot. Yeah. Uh, I remember my buddy Elliot uh, was a big fan of the song. Maybe that's why I heard it so much. But yeah, this song had legs.
2: This one came back. You know what I remember being very surprised to made to come back when we were in college? Was Bon Jovi. Jovi
1: did have a nice little role because
2: there. Because from eighty nine to ninety nine there was no like ironic Bon Jovi. No. And then when we were in college, the Living on a Prayer, uh People shot in the heart. Like the fucking
1: it, Living on the Prayer was just like it came outrageous. back so hard. And uh give Bon Jovi credit where credit's due. Living on a Prayer is a great song, especially in its era. Uh so I get why it was huge. But it, it almost was like, an, I felt like it was like a new song in like the yeah, early 2000s. it came back hard. It was played at every bar. Uh, but they did not make the charts, Bob, in 1990. This is That was probably when like John and Richie had a falling out. Right, exactly. And John's like, I'm going to do the Young Guns soundtrack and you can't stop me.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go buy a Canadian football team.
1: Whatever the fuck Wait, he did. Did you just have Bon Jovi arguing with Bon Jovi? Yeah, yeah.
2: He was staring at himself <laughs> in the mirror, all coked up.
1: <laughs> I think he bought, he bought an arena. He bought an arena league. for Bali. <laughs> and then, actually, one of my favorite, like, underappreciated um, soap opera dramas uh, in my time at NFL was that Donald Trump again, Trump, and Bon Jovi both wanted to buy the Buffalo Bills. Oh like yeah, five or six right. years ago, and. Uh, <laughs> And Donald Trump, and I don't know if this is true or not, but Bon Jovi says it's true, hired some somebody to plant fake stories that Bon Jovi wanted to move the bills out of Buffalo, and it basically sunk uh, Bon Jovi's chances of, of buying the bills because public opinion swayed way in the other direction, and he was hated. And to this day, people in western New York View Bon Jovi as this guy that was looking to take away their joy. And according to Bon Jovi, that was completely because Trump submarined him with uh, uh fake news, ironically.
2: I was gonna say the fake news <laughs> thing. There you go. It's all there. Um Good tidbit. Good nug. Good nug. Good nug.
1: All right, here we go. Ooh, there's that tinny nineteen ninety sound again. A little wanna take a trip to rhythm nation, Bob.
2: Yeah, always.
1: In the year eighteen fourteen. <laughs>
2: Yeah, of course.
1: All right, let's listen. Familiar with
2: this one? Not yet, but you know what my favorite thing is from the early 90s that we're hearing here? Ah! Yeah, it's that. Ah! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> oh! Yeah. There were so many like good came songs. came up with that. It takes two to make a thing go right. Oh! Yeah. That's the
1: best. Same thing with like we were talking about on the <laughs> yeah. recent podcast, the beginning of like 17 songs yeah. in 1992
2: uh, was that John Ciccato intro. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> It was just there. It like was in whoever, every song.
1: Whoever came up with the Cicada intro and this, ah, yeah, uh, definitely has well, you know, gold-plated fixtures. It was Bob
2: Dylan. Bob <laughs> Dylan did He it. gets money every time. I'll split it with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, he's
1: hitting us with the split thing again. Let's
2: go Dutch on the, ah, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> shit, he's cornered us again with his splitting scheme. <laughs> we don't want to fuck with his lawyers. Uh, I don't know this Janet Jackson song, which... Uh, I'm disappointed in myself because I am a secret kind of uh, under-the-radar Janet fan. Right. Uh, But not big enough, I guess, where I know what was a major hit single on one of her most popular albums. I guess not.
2: Yeah, no, this does not ring a bell.
1: But I think I was more a Janet fan starting with the uh, If era.
2: You know what Janet's song I loved in this era was Escapade. That oh, was Escapade. A big, was a that was, banger. I think, my first Janet Jackson But I
1: think that was actually the first single off If, wasn't it? You think so? I don't know. Mm, no, you might be right, actually. I think you're right, actually. Yeah,
2: I think it was around this time.
1: When did Janet show up with, and this isn't to objectify Janet Jackson, when did she show up with a super tight bod out of nowhere? Because that was
2: a little bit. Mid 90s. That was that like caught, 95. That 90s. caught me by surprise. That got my attention.
1: Um, and she was doing album covers with a man cupping her boobs, and it was, well, that was whole the, thing. Rolling, the
2: Rolling Stone cover. Or was that album cover, or she did a Rolling Stone cover? The whole situation. Yeah, wild was, was wild. A, it because was a great time.
1: She um, she was very popular um, all through like the mid '80s and the late '90s, and then she turned into a siren out of nowhere. And she had tons of songs. Like people forget it now, and and now she's unfairly just kind of remembered for the Super Bowl thing, but. Like she was, as big as anybody, yeah. in the '90s. Anybody, like she was one of the biggest female. Like she was as big as Rihanna.
2: She oh yeah, definitely. Maybe
1: bigger. I mean, she she was almost Beyonce big. Maybe not quite Beyonce. Maybe because not. Beyonce. She's kind of like a cultural well, but zeitgeist no, she, thing.
2: She had the Jackson last name, so I'd say Beyonce is a good comparison. But what she did, what was
1: great about Janet, was she definitely got so famous that it was no longer like. Oh, Michael Jackson. This wasn't a Solange situation.
2: (laughs) Or an Ashley Simpson situation. This
1: is not, although I do love Ashley Simpson. Um, She was so, she got so big that it was just like, oh yeah, that's, uh, you know, Michael was like her brother. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just like, oh, she's only famous because of, anyway, I love Janet. Love all those songs. Escapade was great. Yeah,
2: that was a great song. Oh, I love Escapade. Don't know that one though. Don't know what we just listened to. No. Liked it. It was fun. I like. Ah! Yeah. Woo-hoo.
1: Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I like the yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I know this one. Oh, of course. I know this pain. I know
0: this pain. Why do you lock yourself up in these chains? No one can change your life except. It's really bad to feel this way inside Some days, some fight is gonna make you Wanna turn around and say goodbye Until then, baby Are you gonna let him hold you down and make you cry Don't you know, don't you know Things will change, things are going. on
2: Mm-hmm. You, know, you know the great thing about being 10 years old? What about that? You could just like this song and not care.
1: Yeah, nobody gave a fucking shit. No. Nobody would call you soft or call you, call you a gay lord <laughs> or anything else. It was just like when you before you get to a certain age, it's like high school, I think. Maybe no, junior it, high. I think middle school it starts, yeah. yeah. But there is that, that really soft area, that really sweet spot where between... Five and eleven, where you could literally like anything. Yeah, it's just what you like. Who didn't like this song?
2: This is it's still a really good song.
1: It's it's Wilson Phillips, of course. Hold on. Uh, by the way, I'm noticing now because I'm using this Billboard chart uh, for reference that they actually they give you where things peaked and that's great in real time. So I'm actually wrong. I don't know where, uh, for instance, uh, MC Hammer peaked. I don't know. Oh, okay. But. I know that this song eventually peaked at number one. It was on its way up the charts uh, back then. But there's a large segment of society, including millennials who only know this song from Bridesmaids. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And, you know, well done by the Bridesmaids team to uh, bring this to a whole new generation. Of Paul
1: Feig. Millennials.
2: Uh, the Paul Feig graph in a big I, spot. I love it. Paul Feig is great.
1: Bob, you know, have some dignity, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Feig is great. Please call me. My number is.
2: I mean, if he's out there listening, you know, I'm available.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I always love this breakdown. Those hollow you drums again. Yeah, a '90s hallmark. Early on. <laughs>
0: Um,
2: another thing about Wilson Phillips was, really, was that
1: Carney was your favorite.
2: Well, and that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Back in the uh, 1990, in the married with children era of of our world, making fun of fat Carney Wilson, that wasn't something that happened behind closed doors. That was just like jokes that were made outwardly by everybody who was making jokes on TV or in radio. It's like, oh, and the fat one from Wilson Phillips. There was was no fat shaming. It was like, let's make fun of fat people. That was a a way different time. I
1: kind of feel like uh 75% of the bits on in Le- in living color were about Carney Wilson being fat, Paul Abdul being fat. <laughs> uh, being
2: fat? Paul Abdul?
1: Yeah. She got I remember specifically an in living color sketch uh that was kind of uh, sending up one of her videos that were trying to use camera tricks to make her look skinny. Uh, but also in Living Color, now that I think about it, they had the sketch about the two effeminate uh, gay oh, yeah. men uh, that probably hasn't aged well. No, I just
2: watched, uh, r- randomly, I ended up watching in a Living Color clip of, um, it was like gays in the military. And it's the most over-the-top, like, gay panic <laughs> sketch ever. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Paula Abdul. But you're right.
1: That's no. That's a really good point, Bob. That that if you did that now, oh my God. If you did, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, you know, but <laughs> if you did that now, if you, uh, I'm trying to think who's like a popular, Adele, Adele, or or someone else that's publicly struggled with weight, like Demi Lovato has had issues. Like, right. If you did some type of comedy sketch, you would absolutely get destroyed. Oh, it'd it. be
2: over. <laughs> Well, you know what? Now's a good time for me to throw out a couple of the nugs that I pulled up for this month in 1990, because that is a good segue. You got nugs? You know what happened in May 1990?
1: You lost your virginity.
2: (laughs) No, that happened in April. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: Steven Tyler.
2: SNL had a very controversial host on May the Dice Man. 12th. The Dice yeah, Man.
1: I remember reading that in the SNL book. which led Nora to Dunn.
2: Nora Dunn yeah. protesting the show.
1: <laughs> and was like, everybody was like, all right, Nora, that's fine. We'll, 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 yeah, go. That, we'll be okay, Nora. <laughs> Nora Dunn, who's never had a character anybody cared about. It would be
2: like if Pete Davidson was like, I'm not doing this next episode and they're like, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> all right, Pete. Yeah, we're uh, good. See you next week. <laughs> Actually, think it.
1: Pete Dav- Davidson's not bad, but go ahead. Yeah, but
2: he, what does he do on the show? He'll Come be on. fine. He'll be fine. Uh, they the also show will use, be fine They also use the time delay uh, for, for the Dice Man For the Dice Man Just in case he said something It was the first time that happened bugga <laughs> I'm over here now There we go
1: Also in May 1990
2: uh, Angela Bowie revealed that uh, Her ex-husband David Bowie Slept with Mick Jagger Oh that's where that started That's where that started She probably didn't need to say that Probably not yeah. It's like the Quincy Jones interview From a couple months ago
1: But again anybody that watched The Dancing in the Streets video Already knew that five years earlier Obviously They'd be fucking.
2: They fucked the second they were done filming. That.
1: <laughs> they fucked during the filming. <laughs> like, there's a part in the video people usually don't make it all the way through. Like, three minutes in. You like, could see it go in. Yeah, David and Jagger just straight up banging <laughs> in that video.
2: Uh, also, on May 31st in 1990, Seinfeld, uh, the Seinfeld Chronicles debuted on NBC.
1: There you go.
2: So, there you go. Long time ago.
1: That was a long time ago. Oh, by the way, this is one of the best songs ever
0: hours and 15 days Since you took your love away I go out every night and sleep all day Since you took your love away I miss
1: 1990 The production on this song is perfect. It doesn't have any of those cheesy '90s nope. hallmarks at all.
2: Uh, so this song, we gotta get to the chorus. Okay. You gotta bang it. All right, all course. right. That's fine. That's fair.
0: let
1: As you were saying, Bobby,
2: this song, pretty hot song right now, uh, was released a few weeks ago. Prince's original version of this song Right obviously Be careful
1: Bob, no one's allowed to say anything bad about Prince Obviously
2: the song was written by Prince Prince has never done anything wrong He's perfect, we love Prince forever God bless Prince, is that good? Can I mm. can I talk about Prince now?
1: Okay, just make sure you don't say that The Prince version is inferior to the Sinead version That's what I was
2: building to <laughs> That's what I was building to Because it is Be careful It is <laughs> I'm not going to say that Prince has like 11 good songs and that's it. I'm not going to like get into yeah. the Prince of it all, right? But
1: but you believe that too.
2: I'm not going to say that. Okay. The Prince version though that came out a few weeks ago, it's great. And when you listen to it, you're like, this is an amazing it's nice. song. It's
1: a nice job by Prince.
2: Uh, my wife and I, we were listening to it. We listened to it like a couple times in a row. This we're is like,
1: in between like a Rod Stewart <laughs> marathon. Yes, exactly. Say, we section. took a break
2: from Rod. We listened to a little Prince. No, we listened to it. We listened to it again. And then we put this one on And both of us, like, unanimous Immediately, were like, oh, this is better Oh, this is fucking it's beautiful It's so much better It's and it, so well done
1: And, yeah, the production's great on it uh, It just sounds great It transports you to, like, exactly To the place where the lyrics are coming from Which is achingly sad And O'Connor It's just a towering vocal turn it's, Yeah It's amazing And the video, obviously Which it's impossible If you grew up uh, in this era, uh, you can't separate the video from the song. Where it's just a tight, um, what is the Bob term? A one shot? What is the term in uh, your I mean, business? Close I wish that sports again.
2: Close up. The fuck? Well, you're very into sports close tonight.
1: Up, a close up, <laughs> and even so, extreme, and just her voice.
2: It's, a, it's an extreme close up, an ECU. An ECU. Nice. Yeah. Of
1: her face, and she's, you know, she has the shaved head, and she even has a tear that
2: goes down. Yeah.
1: And it's all totally real. And um, this is definitely, I think, in my top ten of the '90s.
2: But did you like it in 1990? Because I remember turning it off a lot because it's so deep and emotional. Ten-year-old right. Bob couldn't process this.
1: Well, I was just yeah. I mean, you got into music a little bit before me. I didn't get really. No, but this
2: was on Z100. This was something I would turn. I off wasn't
1: as, really listening to Z100 okay. when I was ten. Cause but I was just what I about I, sports. Yeah, sports. What I was aware of was what would be on in the background on. PLJ in our kitchen. Right, right. And what would show up when, like, my uncle or my sister was watching MTV. So I had... It was just in the air. Right. Um, I love it, though. It's better than the Prince version. And the only problem with the song is that it's called Nothing Compares and then the number two and then the letter U, which is a fucking Prince thing. And everybody's (laughs) got to be like, well, Prince, he does things his way. And it's like, how about we spell... Properly.
2: It's worse now because of all the texting. There was no texting that inspired the two and the you. It's become worse because of that.
1: I mean, come on. Prince, he's a legend.
2: Oh, perfect. Flawless. Perfect. Every song's perfect.
1: All right, here we go. <clears throat> I didn't know Heart made it into the 90s, but they did. And this song is called All I Want to Do Is Make Love to You. Me? About you, Bob.
2: Stop grooming me. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love songs when uh, we're lusty middle-aged women <laughs> try to bang people.
1: <laughs> it's Like, uh, listen, I'm 40, <laughs> <laughs> but my loins still <laughs> howl. <laughs> I didn't ask it, Oh, I remember the song. Yeah, this is great. This is about just going to a bar and fucking a young guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> oh
1: yes. All
0: I want to do is make love to you.
2: That's the weirdest, weirdest, Love it. weirdest one-night stand. All right, this forty-year-old uh, lusty woman takes, for her. takes you up at a bar, takes you back to her hotel room, <laughs> lays you down, and says, "All I want to do." We, like, we were just, we were doing shots. Right. Uh, you picked up my tab, which was very nice of you. Right. Uh, we were, you know,
1: millionaire, middle-aged white.
2: <laughs> we were. Uh, we played a little pool, even though neither shots of us were really like. We left before the game was over. Mm-hmm. We went back to my hotel room. Make love to me. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird part.
1: That's when the young guy'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, are we fucking or what?" Whoa. No,
2: all I want to do is make love to you. Like we're in love now. Make right.
1: love to me. Two weeks ago, Bob, you would um, surface screwing again. Remember, you were using <laughs> screwing as a term for sex. Don't regret it. And the only thing that's kind of aged worse than screwing is making love.
2: Oh well, that's the worst.
1: Which I think almost feels like it was kind of a hippie remnant that got dragged into Let's Make
2: Love, and then it got like sensitive
1: in the eighties, twentieth century. And I think it's this this chorus is a monster. (laughs) (laughs) It's about a one night stand with a young stallion. Yeah, I love that. Good for her. This doesn't is this Nancy Wilson? I think this might be the other one.
2: This would be another great karaoke song.
1: Yeah. Because I haven't heard this song in 26 years.
2: The song makes me think of Thelma and Louise for some reason. Maybe because I want to make love to young Brad Pitt. I don't know. But it feels like it should have been on the soundtrack if it wasn't.
1: Yeah, we did cover that somewhat recently that the Brad Pitt hotness power rankings. Thelma and Louise. We didn't
2: even talk about Thelma
1: and Louise. I mean, he's a comet. There. (laughs) The long hair. Let's not go back to this. He's a grifter, but he also fucks.
2: (laughs) Oh, I will groom the fuck out of the (laughs) guy.
1: Right above the base, Brad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we didn't even get into that part of the text. Next episode.
1: Uh yeah. I mean getting yeah, the base is wild. So that was number three, Bob. We're getting near the end now.
2: We are. Should we hold on real quick?
1: Oh wait, was that number two? Holy shit. Was that two? Wait, did I go out of order? You, yes. You tend to
2: do that. I'm let, fucked up. Yeah. Much, much like I misstate facts, sometimes you can't count down from 10 to 1.
1: It's, it's actually a little sneaky tough given the system I use. Well, anyway,
2: let's let you regroup. Yes. Real quick, you can regroup as we take another word from our sponsor. Hey, Dan, it's time to talk about Stew's Wood.
1: Yes. What a great product. I know it. I have product from Stew's Wood. It's large, it's throbbing, it's wooden. And it's a trophy that I received on the ATN podcast for uh, finishing tied for first in the Picks Challenge. But that's not all, Bob. He also sent us coasters uh, in the shape of the states where we grew up in this union. That just just gives you an idea of what this guy is capable of. That's what a guy
2: who's ultimately going to murder you would do.
1: You don't know what this man's capable of. It's one of those situations. That's Stu.
2: Do you follow him on Instagram or Twitter? Uh, at Stewswood? Are you fucking kidding me?
1: No. That's all, all that. I do. I refresh Instagram all day to see that's his latest throbbing masterpiece. That's what you do all day. Well, yeah. That's that's an, uh, that's an admission. Okay. Stewswood Wood. Stu's Wood. At Stu's Wood. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Welcome back. Yes, I did fuck up. I am confirming that
0: all I want to do is screw you, was <laughs>
1: actually number three on the charts. Okay. <clears throat> Sinead O'Connor. Um, uh, and by the way, Bob and I grew up in a very Irish town, only our town. We had a girl named Sinead in our class. Uh huh. Not a lot of schools. And probably a girl a- named
2: Olwen. Olwen, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, we had very Irish people in our
1: town. Olwen basically was shipped in the boat and they like forced her to lose the accent. That she was the most Irish. No, but then she escaped
2: and went back to Ireland.
1: Did she return? Yeah, she went back. Back from whence you came. Anyway, Sinead O'Connor, number two. Okay. And uh, that takes us to number one, Bob. The number one song in the last week of May, 1990, uh, and it is one of those songs that you immediately know. Do you know it yet? Yes, I do. I like the build up.
2: It's a great build up. All right, here we go. Strike the pose. Ah, Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah.
1: I don't think she used it. (laughs) She should have. Is this from Dick Tracy?
2: No. Strike the pose.
1: this of course is Carney (laughs) Wilson Carney Wilson solo solo. project Uh, she responded from constant in living color disses with a banger
2: Great. Not my favorite Madonna era,
1: <clears throat> but isn't it to her credit? Like this was when it came out, it was just felt different, and it was like, oh, Madonna's coming with us into the '90s. She's gonna have, she's gonna be relevant. And uh, I guess this they, there's like a um, Ryan Murphy FX series coming out. Have you heard about this? No, I think it's called Vogue. Really? And Madonna, today she would get kind of killed for being an appropriator and right. uh, just being ruthless in terms of uh, taking things and making them her own. But uh, this this whole scene, the whole Vogue scene, was a huge underground club thing that was going on in the 90s, mm. early 90s, late 80s, and Madonna just was like, all right, I'll take that. It's mine now. Which is like good for her. Let me mainstream She this. dropped this total banger, and this... I mean, this song was fucking. Oh every- yeah, this it was, was huge. There was
2: the dance, remember the dance. There was the whole thing. She had the
1: dance and she had the cone bra. Yeah,
2: the was cone. this peak Madonna? Was this peak? It's tough to. It's, she had so many peaks.
1: Uh, to me, it comes down to really this or like uh, like a prayer. Like Madonna. a prayer, yeah. But like a virgin, Madonna was also. Like but a- that was before our time, kind of. But. She was massive then too.
2: You are one of the biggest Madonna fans, I know.
1: I'm a Stan. I'm a Madonna Stan. I love you. USA Madonna.
2: You were big into late period Madonna?
1: I did. I like that song. Take About uh, era Madonna. I love Take About. That video. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The Take I know, About it's a great video. video. It's a great video. When she's, with the, <laughs> she's watching The Bullfighter on the television, <laughs> another, she's rolling around in lingerie. Another
2: lusty 40 year old woman.
1: I might have, I'm just going to say, I won't go into detail, but I might have had that on VHS. Okay. That video.
2: Okay. This is something we've talked about offline That we've <laughs> talked about potentially bringing up on the pod But now it's probably not the time
1: well, I don't even know what you're referring to I'm just saying yeah. I had the, I had a collection of videos And that right. was one. I And I, that was I, one had. Right um, I this like part, this part. This part was big On
2: the cover of a
0: magazine Grace Kelly Harlow Jean Picture of a beauty queen Jean Kelly Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers Ooh. Dance on air They had style They had grace Rita Hayward gave, gave good face Lauren Davis we love you ladies with an attitude fellas that were in the mood don't just stand there let's get to it strike
2: the pose there's nothing to it fun i mentioned um donny Wahlberg <coughs> earlier as being like you the did. best the best rapper i knew in 1990 uh i've left out that part from the from vogue and We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. Those were the three biggest rappers I knew pre <laughs>
1: Billy Joel. So. He did, yeah. I mean, he, Billy Joel had yeah. spit some bars. <laughs> uh, this was the world's best-selling single of 1990. Makes sense. The video alone sold over six million copies. And uh, it really kind of, uh, in a lot of ways, like a lot of the dance-type songs that came out,
2: yeah, it set the it set the bar. Kind of created her. like a whole yeah. movement in huge.
1: pop music. So that tells you that Madonna is like next Madonna's level good. type shit. She's great. Um, I saw her at the halftime show of the Super Bowl in uh, your boy, the Giants Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots mm-hmm. the second time. She mm-hmm. did the Super Bowl, uh, and she got upstaged by MIA. Was that her
2: name? Oh, yeah. Paper planes. Right. Yeah.
1: She threw up uh, the finger on live TV and no one ever heard from her ever again. I'm assuming Madonna killed her. Madonna killed her. Yeah, like, you, what, you don't what Madonna. the Fuck. Did you just do? Yeah. So she was murdered by Madonna. So we'll see if uh, we get called to testify for that. But uh, <laughs> there you go. That is the um, top 10 songs in 1990. And, Bob, you know what time it is, Bob. And I do. Before we get to your base. Because uh, I want you in dirty clothes. I want you in a dirty shirt, dirty jeans, uh, but just an immaculate face. A I've, divine
2: face. I have not... Well, I've I've started shaving my pubes, but not above the cock Started Angelic. Be- below the cock face.
1: Angelic, you dirty pretty boy. All right. <laughs> oh, let's no. pick a song for our Spotify playlist. Uh, so many great choices. And I want... I, Bob, I want... Sh- I am going to say this to you, Bob. Yeah. Uh, just man to man, bosom buddy to bosom buddy. I know sometimes you get very serious about the Spotify playlist and you want it to all, you want bangers back to back and you want it to sound a certain way. You want to be proud of it. But what I really want us to do here is pick the song that we enjoyed the most. And don't worry about whether it will look silly in the context of a playlist that otherwise the curation of which has led to a lot of bangers. Obviously. I just pick the best song. I agree with that.
2: I agree with that. I would like for you to throw out Two to three options. And two then, to three. Yeah.
1: You want two or three? Two
2: to three.
1: Two, two three. 223 options. <laughs>
2: You're good. You're good.
1: All right. Well, then I will choose. Got to go Sinead. Nothing compares to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will also nominate Roxette. It must have been love. <laughs> Just because it's funny. Yeah. And finally, I have to, just because it's one of those songs. uh, How do I want to give shouts to Madonna? I do respect Madonna. I'll go with Hold On. Wilson Phillips is my third nominee. Wow.
2: Okay. Sinead, Roxette, (laughs) Wilson Phillips. All
1: females. All females. I like that. That just shows what I'm a sensitive person who believes in gender
2: equality. I can't believe Hart isn't on there.
1: (laughs) Hart just missed a monster chorus, and I love Old Ladies Be fucking like the movement they were trying to get off the ground that didn't take off. They were really going for it. Uh, But uh, I I did not choose that. But if you really wanted to pound the table for a little late-period art, I would not get That would be a
2: fun table to pound, especially if there was a 40-year-old lusty woman (laughs) on it. I'm going to go with Sinead. I think that's the way to go. It feels like the right move right now. It's a perfect song. It's one of the best songs. It's a perfect song.
1: It's one of the best pop songs of the last 50 years. And Fuck You, Don't At Me.
2: Don't at you. Speaking of fuck you, we have to tell a few people to go fuck themselves. Oh,
1: let's do that. That's
2: Yeah, so let's start listening to this. Start doing a little business.
1: Okay. Of course, when Sinead recorded this song all those years ago, this is how she would imagine the context uh, (laughs) of it being played. Uh, A bunch of people being told to fuck off, essentially.
2: Essentially. All right, so... um, yeah, thank you to our patrons who are Patreonies who have uh, contributed.
1: And who, how to if you want to contribute to the pod, if you haven't yet, uh, go to Patreon. Is it, what is it,
2: Patreon? Pa- Patreon. Come on,
1: Patreon. It's just such a difficult word. Just go to our Twitter. Yeah, go to our Twitter and you get the link there, but patreon.com slash throwback pod yeah. uh, to get involved and, and subscribe, and it keeps us afloat and. Uh, and it keeps the, our wives off our backs. So let's
0: be yeah. honest.
2: And uh, hey, Doug Wakefield, go fuck yourself. Oh, fuck you, Doug. Jesus.
1: And uh, and oh, this feels good because I were, used to work with this guy. Hey, Dom Bonavisuto, Dom Bonavisuto,
2: go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey Greg Schneider, you can go fuck yourself too
1: yeah any greg schneiders out there Every, even if it's not that greg
2: schneider go fuck yourself go fuck yourself thank you guys so much for uh, supporting the pod twitter at throwbackpod you can email us uh the throwbackpod at email and uh, instagram we're on instagram throwbackpod tell your friends give uh, us five is this stars turning into the
1: paul Feig show again give us
2: five stars on itunes paul Feig if you're out there <laughs> i loved your book that you wrote that was a great book oh, i wow. loved all the movies you've directed good heavens uh, I'm I'm available. Let's talk. Uh, All right.
1: Until next week. Go fuck yourself, everybody. Yep.